0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the second episode of uh, Road to Indy Insider Live. My name is Rob Howden here on Facebook, and uh, great to have you with us. Uh, second edition, as I said, we had our, our debut show last week uh, with Steve Wittick from TSOLadder.com. Steve and I kind of went over everything that's been going on during the COVID-19 program. Uh, today, we're getting close. We're back to the racetrack. Uh, next week, I uh, fly down to Road America uh Actually going to Chicago first, then driving up the road America on Wednesday. Looking forward to a Thursday and Friday launch, a couple of days. Separated from the NTT IndyCar Series, which is a bit of a shame. We'd love, of course, to have the race as we normally do together. uh, But just a bit different uh, with everything that's happening with the COVID-19 pandemic. Still trying to be safe and do all the right things. Uh, But they did have a test. The drivers on the road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires were at Mid-Ohio on Monday. uh, Getting back at an official series test. A, A vast majority of the drivers... We're on the racetrack. We had some new drivers as well. I'll, I'll pull the sheets up and we'll uh, have a look at uh, kind of an overview of what we had uh, at that Mid Ohio test, kind of a look to see what kind of speed we're going to have when we get to Road America to launch the season uh, on July the 9th and 10th. Also, waiting in the wings uh, to join me here on this edition, uh, Indy Pro 2000 driver Stingray Rob and USF 2000 driver Michael D. Orlando will join me as well. We'll talk to them about how things went at the mid Ohio test for those drivers, of course, two young drivers definitely focused on trying to win a championship and get the scholarship to move up in 2021. Uh, We'll get them. And we'll also talk about mid Ohio. I may rather uh, at uh, road America. We'll kind of preview that because a majority of those drivers got a chance to be able to test at road America as well earlier on. So uh, they are ready to go and, and we'll bring them on soon. Let's jump in, though. I've got the sheets here to have a look uh, at kind of what happened at the Mid-Ohio Test. Uh, 19 drivers in total in the USF 2000 program at that race. A couple of newcomers as well, I thought were pretty cool. Bijoy be- uh, Gard, uh, a driver I've watched over the last number of years in karting, running with uh, Jay Howard Driver Development. Didn't know he was going to be there, so that was kind of exciting to see. Courtney Crone as well, the Californian uh, young lady who was part of the Team USA scholarship selection program last year. Uh, she was there as well with Legacy Autosport. Good to see Courtney coming out to the, the Road to India. I know she's been doing some Formula Ford racing as well, uh, some vintage Formula Ford racing. Hopefully we'll see her uh, in the, uh, the the Road to Indy this year as well. So uh, out of the gates, uh, I will say this, first, second, third in the opening session, Cape Motorsports, not surprising, uh, multi-time series champions. Uh, they've won, what, the last nine championships, I think, in the program. Uh, really good out of the gate. Reese Gold was the fastest driver getting things rolling. Uh, Michael D. Orlando uh, was second uh, Michael of course joining us here and Josh Green was third now interesting anytime you go to mid Ohio for a test uh, it's always kind of wet kind of uh, it's they call it I see Stingray called it uh, a little dewy in the morning I always say that the USF 2000 drivers are dew sweepers at any of the race weekends they got to go out and, and clean the track off well um, SVRA Trans Am F4 and Formula Regional Americas were there on the weekend so so many different kinds of rubber down in talking to, to Michael when he was out there saying the car was just all over the place. We were chatting uh, before the show. So the opening session over the ent- entire time, the track is going to keep changing. It, I think for the entire day, track kept changing throughout the day as that Cooper tire rubber started to go down. Uh, drivers of course get a better handle on the racetrack, but they have to deal with that really at any race we go to, right? Because we've got the Firestones from the NTT IndyCar Series, a lot of times you have some different support categories putting down different rubber as well, so uh, good for those drivers to be able to kind of transition through different rubber. Christian Bogle uh, ends up in the fourth position in the in the opening session. He and Nolan Siegel and Christian Rasmussen were fourth, fifth, and sixth, and that's Jay Howard Driver Development. They look pretty strong coming out of the gate. So that was the opening the opening session. Uh, one thing I will say coming out of the gate as well, uh, the teams having allowed to use one use set of tires and two fresh sets of Cooper tires. So they were able to use them wh- whichever way they wanted. If The driver had an issue potentially during the session. Then they could hold on to tires for a little bit later. You'll hear later on down the line that at least three of the Cape Motorsports drivers didn't even run that final session. They got through all their tire allotment. They, got, they did race sims. They did qualifying sims, as all the teams did with their own strategies. They got that done uh, by session number three. Got guy that's going to join me here today, Michael D. Orlando. Again, this will be his first full season uh, of UFF 2000 competition. He topped session number two with a 121.880. Uh, yeah, went uh, significantly quicker than Reese did in the opening session. Not surprising, I think, for USF 2000 to continue to go faster. Uh, again, Josh Green in second um, and Kyle Dupal in third, the fourth of the drivers for Cape Motorsports. So they were first, second, and third in the first section. And the second session as well. And, and they've had a lot of success, as we know, over the years at Mid-Ohio. It's a track that really kind of is temperature dependent, changes throughout the day. But when you have a notebook like uh, Nicholas and Dominic Cape with so much knowledge over the last number of years, they're usually able to make the right change. And a lot of the times I know with Cape, uh, with, with them as well, as they try to get the drivers to potentially adjust the way they're approaching a track as well. You don't want to totally change a driver's style, a driving style, because you want to keep them who they are. That's the uniqueness of every driver. But there are certain ways you need to drive the USF-17, and that's what Nicholas and Dominic are able to do uh, with their drivers. Uh, I've got to bring up Jack William Miller uh, for session number two because, wow, super impressive for Miller Vinatieri Motorsports. Um, His second year in the series, Uh, we'll talk more about Jack because he was up near the top. In fact, in session three, he was P1 top the third session. He ended up uh, fourth in session two. Nolan Siegel again appears that he's going to be uh, in a championship fight this year as well. Second uh, year driver, of course, ran last year with Newman walks racing. Uh, he was uh, fifth. Wyatt Brickacek, rookie driver for Jay Howard ended up in sixth. Bogle against seventh. Max Kayser for Miller Vinatieri, Miller's uh, teammate there. Uh, rookie driver this year, eighth Nico Christodoulou, pretty strong in, in ninth and Matt round Garrido, Uh, coming over, only driver for Paps that was there this weekend, and uh, he was able to get into the top 10 as well. As I said, Jack William Miller ends up P1 in Session 3. Impressive again. And then all four Cape drivers. Uh, Josh Green was second, uh, Reese Gold third, Michael D'Orlando fourth, and Kyle Dupel in fifth. Uh, Top top five drivers separated by about a half a second, although – uh, the Cape drivers really only step up, separated by about two tenths because uh, Miller was actually over three tenths of a second quicker. So uh, a really interesting kind of jink in the storyline for 2020, if Jack William Miller can find himself running up there in the top five, top ten. Uh, again, second year driver. We always expect drivers to be better, more comfortable, right, in that, in that, second, uh, that second year. I always use the comparison of St. Petersburg. How did you feel last year at St. Petersburg to the first, you know, your second year? Second time back to St. Petersburg, and drivers will tell you it's heads and tail difference who they are. We watch them grow as young men and young women uh, throughout the season. Uh, behind the, the, the quartet from Cape in session number three, uh, Matt Round Rangarito dialing things in. I really believe that he's going to be a championship challenger here. Uh, of course, he'll be with Juven uh, Sooner-Amurli and Eduardo Barrichello uh, this year for Paps Racing. That's going to be a very strong team. Bogle again in the top ten, as was Brukacek. And then we start seeing things dial in a little bit for the exclusive autosport drivers with uh, Christian Brooks. I, uh, Of course, Christian's been a top driver in karting for the last number of years, still uh, in the top five of, of my e-karting News rankings for tag drivers. So this guy gets the job done and he ends up moving up into P9 for session number three. And Chris DiDulu again, a uh, rookie driver, P, uh, P10. So top 10 for Chris Didulu. So final session, as I said, the Cape drivers had already ran their two, uh, are uh, two fresh sets of Coopers, they did their qualifying sims, they did their race sim. Uh, so they're essentially all said, done. Reese Gold had a little bit of an issue, I believe, in uh, session number three, it had a shunt, so he was able to. He came back actually with the fresh tires still, uh, for the final session, as did Christian, Christian Rasmussen. He battled some electrical gremlins through session two and session three. They got that dialed in and he turned it up. He ends up going P2. So Reese Gold was P1. Uh, P2 was Rasmussen pretty strong. Again, as we said, Nolan Siegel right in there, and then Christian Brooks. They dial things in the way they wanted to. I spoke earlier today with exclusive autosport team owner Michael Duncalf, and he said they had a plan. They went in with a strategy and stuck right to it. Um, Top teams don't really look at what everybody else is doing because when you start looking at the the, the times the other people are doing in any session – you know, they may throw tires on. You may be waiting a little bit. That's something we would really never know when we're watching live timing. Of course, I wasn't there as, as a majority of the people weren't trackside. We were all just watching live timing on the Road to Indy app. Um, and you never know who's on fresh rubber. So they had a plan. They stuck to it. And uh, Christian Brooks ends up P4 in, in that final session uh, as well. Prescott Campbell, who, who won the Lucas Oil School of Racing last year, he'll be alongside Um uh, Brooks, as will, this is a new, a new addition, Josh Pearson. So uh, Josh ends up 12th, a young driver who's worked his way up through the karting ranks, running with the and Performance Group team, a tremendous young driver, uh, went and ran the June Sprints with Exclusive Autosport in their F-1600 Spectrum. And then now I'm being told we'll be running at Road America. I don't know whether or not he's going to be here for the entire season, uh, but I spoke with Michael Duncalf. Josh will be running um, at Road America. He had actually spun on his outlap. Uh, in the opening session, I'm sure that uh, ticked him off, but he was able to come back and put some pretty good times in. So a uh, decent run there for, uh, for Josh Pearson as well. Otherwise really the bottom line is uh, out of the gate. K Motorsports looks really, look really, really good. Jay Howard Dra- driver development drivers, very impressive. Exclusive auto sport with, uh, with Christian Brooks, uh, jumping into the, the fight there at the end as well. You know, they're going to be there. Uh, Jack William Miller, Got to give him some props. Uh, you know, it ends up uh, P1 in that third session. Obviously, the, the big key is that Paps Racing wasn't there. I believe they were doing some stuff at uh, at uh, Road America. So they weren't there with uh, either of their Indy Pro 2000 drivers, and they weren't there with two of their three USF 2000 drivers as well. So uh, that could be interesting, right? We know when we go to Road America, Augie Paps and Tony Casimitz still have things dialed in at Road America. So that's definitely going to be uh, going to be solid. Quickly, let's jump in to Indy Pro 2000 now. Um, out of the gate. This is interesting. Steve Whitick and I talked about this uh, at our in the first show. And Dreddy Autosport picking up a PM18 to run in Indy Pro with Daniel Frost. Daniel's actually going to run in both Indy Pro 2000 and the uh, Formula uh, Amer- Regional Americas program as well with Turn 3 Motorsports. So the interesting thing is he'll be running for two scholarships because – Uh, The Formula Regional Americas program running for a scholarship as well. Honda putting up some cash to help a driver move into uh, an Indy Lights support, a Honda supported Indy Lights team. So you got to expect it's going to be Andretti, but we'll see kind of if anybody else comes up with some kind of a Honda connection to potentially open up for that scholarship as well. Uh, Daniel good out of the gate. Not surprising. He was very strong two times a winner last year in Indy Pro 2000. Uh, He ends up P1. And I believe that time actually ended up standing, which I kind of thought was surprising. Now, of course, they went out after uh, after the drivers um, in uh, uh, after the USF 2000 drivers. I will correct myself. I said that Andretti's actually running Frost in Formula Regional Americas, Turn Three Motorsports <laughs> running Frost in Indy Pro 2000. It's all new, and uh, I'll get used to that, of course. Uh, but yeah, Frost run on both categories, so it was Andretti who picked up one of the FRA cars. Um, Stingray Rob ends up P2 uh, in that session, uh, back by about eight-tenths of a second. So really, Frost putting down a flyer. I don't know whether or not he had fresh tires. Went for fresh tires early. I don't know. Uh, Parker Thompson. uh, Spoke with Parker just before the broadcast as well. Very happy. First time he's been in the car since St. Petersburg. So he was really happy to get in in, uh, behind the wheel. Ends up uh, P3 in the opening session. Parker said, super happy with the dynamic at uh, D-Force Racing. Uh, obviously, the, the different drivers, Manuel Suleiman, uh, Corey Enders, and Moises de la Vera, those four drivers really, really thrilled with the way things are going. Uh, when you get a good dynamic like that, I think that's, uh, that's big. And just and for Parker to say that coming out of the gate, I think they're going to be strong. Antoine Camot uh, for Turn 3 Motorsports. So it's Antoine who ran last year with Peter Dempsey's Turn 3 team. And, of course, Daniel Frost, I corrected myself, he's running with Turn 3 and Peter. Uh, so they were first and fourth. So Antoine, pretty nice uh, out of the gate. I'm sure that gave him some some confidence. Then we go to the Andretti. This is where I got myself messed up. So Andretti did get a PM18. They're running Frost of the FRA. Devlin D. Francesco, young uh, Canadian driver who worked his way through the ranks, did some F4 racing and some F3 racing as well. He's come back to Canada, and uh, rather to, to North America, and he's going to run Indy Pro 2000, as Steve Winnick and I uh, talked about in our last episode, he's going to run with Andretti Autosport. So a single car effort for Devlin. He was sixth out of the gate. Uh, we saw him be part of the Road to Indy E-Series on iRacing when we put those programs together. So P6. Ender's seventh. Suleiman eighth. Nate Aranda for Hunkos Racing. Uh, rookie driver really only did the one race last year at St. Petersburg in USF 2000. So it's a uh, it's a debut for Nate Aranda in, uh, with Hunkos Racing. He's ninth. Charles Finelli uh, spoke with... Um, Brendan Puderbach from Fat Boy Racing. Charles, very, very focused on getting speed this year, which I think is great. They have an Indy Lights car uh, that I know they've done some testing on as well. So I think that's kind of got Charles fired up. But uh, he was P10. Braden Eves, no time. No time for Braden Eves at all through the entire session. I think that they had uh, they had some some transponder issues that they were working on, uh, but being told his times were very good. So I really can't even tell you where the USF 2000 reigning champion and scholarship winner Timed in because they don't have really any times. Uh, Frost came back again in the second session quick. Parker Thompson second, Stingray, Robin third, Antoine Camo in fourth. So not a lot of shaking up. Drivers are up front in the opening session, end up being up front in session two as well. Corey Enders, though, mo- moving his way up to P5. I thought that was, that was pretty impressive. Then Stingray drops the hammer. In fact, Stingray was fastest in the in the, in the final two sessions. Of course, all the teams, as we said before, you're out there with a the plan, you're doing qualifying sims, you're trying different things with the car, you're doing race sims, and of course, you never know when guys are putting on fresh rubber. Two sets of fresh coopers, a 117-1 in session number 3 for Stingray P1 1167 in session number uh, 4, final session. It was that 116626 for Daniel Frost quickest time of the entire run. Frost again. Manuel Suleiman actually was the driver who kind of found some speed in, uh, in session number three. He moved his way to third position. Devlin De Francesco up to fourth, and Parker Thompson rounding out the fast five there. Everybody kind of finding speed throughout the whole run. Uh, for Nate Aranda, it was his uh, kind of late run in, in session four where he turned his best lap. Got to within 1.2 seconds of Stingray, so good to see the gap between the front and the back of the grid tightening up, as I suppose, uh, suppose it will, throughout the entire season. Well, that's an interesting thing about when we go to, to Road America um, next week. Normally, Road America is what I call kind of the, the cornerstone. It's kind of like that fulcrum. It's that middle point where the rookie drivers who have done St. Petersburg, potentially done the road course at Indianapolis, whether it's uh, Circuit of the Americas or Barber, and then they do the Oval as well. Road America is that, that opportunity when the, the rookie drivers in any of the series have got comfortable that's normally a breakout race. You know, we saw David Malukas win his first races there uh, in, in Indy Pro 2000. We saw Hunter McElroy break out there as well. That's where we see it happen. It's going to be the opener this year, which is changes. It just really changes the whole dynamic of what we're going to see. St. Petersburg is, is the finale. We're going to have a street circuit finale. We haven't had one of those in ever. I don't think we've ever had a street circuit finale. It's going to be Baltimore, but we didn't. So um, that's, it's really, really interesting. So Hunkos racing ends up top in the final session. Uh, with Stingray Rob Frost, it was second uh, for Turn Three. Parker Thompson for D4 is leading the team uh, to the uh, to the third spot. Then will assume right behind him though in fourth, and then Devlin D. De Francesco, as I said, rounding out uh, the top five again. That's the that Andretti team. You know they used to have a Mazda team. Some kid named Matthew Brabham won a bunch of races back and I think it was 2013 or 2012. Uh, smoked them. In fact, won a ton of races. They're back at it again. They'll get a feel for that car. You know, uh, they are going to be right in the hunt. All right. So I got a couple of guests joining me here right now. Let me bring them on here. Let me just make sure I put the right frame in here. Let's go like this. And let's bring on my man Stingray, Rob, and Michael D. Orlando. Guys, how are you? Good. Yourself? I'm good. Michael, let's get your Thank mic on. Is it working? Yeah, it's working. I'm on. I'm I just got to make sure. I got to make sure. I mean, let me jump up on the comments as well because comments are, are are available. People can – if you guys want to have any questions for our drivers, just post them below. I get to see them here in production. Uh, Elaine Sinclair says, happy Canada Day. I should have said that oh, from the start. yeah. Got the shirt happy on. Happy Canada Day. There it's you Canada go. It's Canada Day. Uh, I'm sure the firecrackers will be going off a little later on. You guys get your fireworks in a couple of days as well. That's right. um, yeah. Elaine was asking about – Elaine asked a question if there was any uh, unofficial times – uh, for the, those that had transponder issues, I've been told times, but I've been told not to tell them, so I'm not going to say anything. Uh, and Philippe Dennis says, Cal Dupel is the dark horse. There you go. Michael, <laughs> M- Michael wants to be the top guy at Cape. So. <laughs> All right, Stingray, let's, let's start with you. Um, first and foremost, how good was it to get back with the team, get to an official test, knowing that Road America is just around the corner?
1: Oh, it was really good. You know, this is like the first time that we've even seen the cars since St. Pete. Uh, when they kicked us out of the paddock and said, "Get on out of here," so yeah, that's right. it's good to be back with the team. You know, it's good to see that they're uh, they've been putting in the work during the off season as much as they can. You know, I think that it gave us a lot of time to think about what we need to do uh, for the rest of the season. Kind of focus our efforts to, um, you know, working on my development as a driver and working on the car. Uh, kind of starting over with some setups, trying to work on uh, some new ideas that we discussed going into St. Pete and didn't really get a chance to test those out. So now we can test those out a little bit hopefully we'll have it figured out before road america
0: i was thinking about that as well because really and steve wick and i talked about this you were one of the you were one of the top guys at the end of the season you really had that momentum going at the end right if it weren't for a couple of instances of guys getting into the back of you or guys (laughs) making mistakes putting stuff out on the racetrack you probably could have had a couple of victories do you feel that this gap potentially has hurt that momentum you have or do you still have the confidence and did you feel like you were right at it when you got back behind the wheel
1: you know, it wasn't like I was knocking rust off getting back in the race car or anything, but definitely you kind of have to find your rhythm again as a driver, yeah. kind of uh, the moments where the, the car oversteers, understeers, you lose that anticipation. You're more reactive instead of anticipating what's yeah. going to happen. So I'm getting that back now. I think I saw that at the end of the day at Mid-Ohio, mid-Ohio test. So felt good. I know that there's some work to be done still, but the team was happy with the way I was driving and I was happy with the way the, the car felt. and you know, being first in practice is, is good. It's that's promising. So. There's no
0: trophies, but it's nice to be on top of the chart, right?
1: Yeah, we can still cheer. We won practice, right? <laughs> that's
0: it. That's it. Let me ask you this question. I I talked about the fact that on the weekend before you guys tested on the Monday, uh, SVRA was there with the vintage cars. Trans Am was there. Uh, F4, uh, Formula Regional Americas was there. So many different kinds of rubber down. What was your first session like? Obviously, Daniel puts down a smoking lap that ends up standing for, for the rest of the day. But what was your session like and how did the track evolve throughout the day?
1: You know, I think the track was actually pretty good halfway through the first session, the USF cars, the dew sweepers, the dew sweepers. Done, so. <laughs> this guy down here. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate it.
2: <laughs> yeah. You're very no, welcome.
1: <laughs> but it wasn't too bad. You know, the track was actually fairly quick in the morning. I think that when the track gets hot at mid O it gets kind of greasy. Um, but you know, Daniel, he put on a new set on and, uh, sat down a good lap and we were kind of stuck on our old tire strategy and so i was just running on high mileage tires trying to have some fun get used to the car again
0: and again that's what i, I mentioned i know you guys were listening in the background there you guys have a you, you come into the, a test like that with a plan right and you see somebody throw t- tires on the first session you got to not look at that
1: yeah am <laughs> i not correct it's hard not to
0: <laughs> right there's always
1: something promising
0: Overall, how did you feel about Mid Ohio? Of course, we're going to be going back there uh, for a couple of races, two races actually, this year because of a couple standalones. Do you feel it's a track that's going to allow you to potentially go for some race wins? And and will it be a positive for you in terms of your overall championship?
1: Oh, yeah. I think that Mid Ohio has kind of been a breakthrough race every year for me. You know, my first year in the road to Indy, that kind of was the first time where I was setting uh, lap times similar to the leaders. You know, it was a little bit of a struggle going from carts. And then a little bit of Formula Car experience straight into the Pro Mazda, but yeah. still chasing down guys like Victor Franzoni. It was good to have that that race at Mid-O be a, a promising start. And the same thing as last year, I think you and I talked at the end of the the race last year, and you were like Stingray, that was your breakthrough race. Like yeah. now you can put the work in and get it done. So <laughs> that's it. I think that that's kind of been the race every year that I get get done early, and it's just like okay, I'm ready to go now. It sucks that it's halfway through the season, but. You know, it's it's usually good when I can go into the next race after it and challenge for wins.
0: We got a comment from uh, Philippe uh, Dennis. I'll throw this up here. It's actually not going to work great with our graphics, but I've got there. But uh, he says, "Driver thoughts on potential championship contenders." And did anybody surprise you at the test? I know you're. I know we're talking about not looking at the time sheets, right? <laughs> think about your own deal. But who do you who in your mind first and foremost? Who do you think are, are, are going to be your primary challengers?
1: It's going to be a tough year. And I know that last year we had guys like Rasmus and Kyle and uh, Daniel, and we got some of those guys returning this year. I know yeah. Parker's going to be good, and he's actually got Rasmus' engineer working over there at D-Force with him. So I know they got some of our setups from last year, so we are going to have <laughs> our, our work cut out for us. But um, uh, definitely Parker will be a championship contender. Daniel's always been quick. I know that turn three has got some good engineers there that originally came from Hoon Coast, so <laughs> – I know that they know some of our trade secrets as well. <laughs> um, and then I know that Andretti is always going to be right there. You know, they, they're going to develop the car throughout the season. And so hopefully we can stay ahead of the curve and get some race wins in before Devlin gets up to speed with us. But I'm sure he'll be looking good.
0: Well, and one thing for sure, uh, top competition. You know this from your karting. Top competition is what makes you raise your game as well, right?
1: Oh, for sure. That's exactly sure. it. All right, let's I jump think over. Right be one of the years. Let's jump be-
0: over to Michael D. Orlando here again. He'll be with Cape Motorsports this year. We'll come back and to t- Stingray and-, and ask some more as well. Uh, Michael, uh, you get a chance to run your your first full season of car racing. You're joining Cape Motorsports. You got a great group of guys with you as well. Uh, three other drivers under the tent. Let's just start with how how did Mid Ohio go for you? How was the test? Were you happy with the way things went?
2: So. Obviously, we had that three-month break in, and every <laughs> single day I was just urging to get back in that car. I was just like, ah, "When does this end?" <laughs> but um, when I got back into the car in Mid Ohio, the first session—I mean, we were the first car out after like a rainy weekend—and we were going out there like slip and slide and everywhere. Woo! It just felt <laughs> like we were in the rain. <laughs> and honestly, it was just having that feeling, even if it was the first session, just being on edge and having. And it just, like, put a huge smile on my face. And um, I'm like, we're back. We're back. We're back. Let's go. That's
0: it. <laughs> hey, listen. So, um, being with Cape Motorsports, does it just give you a feeling of confidence?
2: Oh, yeah. From the past nine championships, I mean, it definitely gives me a more uh, feeling, a better feeling of confidence than I have the past two years. I mean, i never really done a full season yet. Yeah. And this is going to be my first one. And – uh being with Kate motorsports it definitely helps me raise my game and it really gives me a sense of confidence and security because i'm really i am doing the full championship with them that's and i know that i know that they are a good team so and they can get yeah you just got to go
0: and get the job done now through your card through your carding career you work with a lot of great engineers right great tuners uh you, you you ran with some big teams how, how does how is the transition coming out of karting like that in, in, into the into the the you know the these two brothers and the guys that they've had working together? Do you feel like it's been a good transition for you? And talk a little bit what it's like being under that tent.
2: So I feel like Cape Motorsports is actually very familiar to me. So I've done racing yeah. with Kuna USA. I've done uh, raced with the Bureau Art Factory team, and a lot of it mm-hmm. is very. It feels very professional for the karting world. And when I hopped into here, it felt kind of familiar. It felt like home, and the fact that we can still like have fun after the racetrack and like bust buster and, um, what do you call that? Uh, but bust each other's balls. You can yeah, say that. that's, <laughs> that's the term. Um, but also when it's time to get serious, we're really down and we get focused and yeah. there's really not that we know the difference between having fun and then also being serious for that race day and get putting out those laps and putting, um, putting everything we have into each session. And really it's, it feels like, it feels like home.
0: So let's talk about that. Overall, you were able to top one of the sessions. You're right up there the whole time. Let's talk about the, cause you only did three sessions. You didn't do the last one because you guys did right. your race sims. You did your, uh, your qualifying sims overall. How do you, do you feel, how do you feel about the way the car setup was? And how about yourself? You know, we we're off for three months. Like you said, you didn't do any karting in the off season because New York state was completely locked down or in the, in the shutdown. How do you feel you developed over those three sessions?
2: So, I mean, the team—we were all really prepared. We did a lot of preparation beforehand, uh, watched some videos, um, got some and got some setups from the past few times that we were in Middletown, yeah. and we um, kind of went over it before we got there. But as soon as I hopped into the car, yeah, it took like maybe the first full session to get back into that rhythm of things because we've missed those three months. But the progression from um, the first sessions, that third session was definitely huge progression. And we did, uh, some testing two weeks ago, uh, back with the other teams, the private test day. Yeah. And, um, it, even then it was still two weeks. So we still definitely had that, uh, time to get back into the car and have to get used to it again. Yeah. Um, but really it just felt like a major improvement from that first to last session because, the amount of time I had on, on that track was just improved. What was it? 68 laps and three sessions, which is wow, yeah. really good.
0: So uh, any moments, did you have any, any potential offs or was it, was it a pretty uh, error free, error free day?
2: I mean, that first session was really rough. <laughs> <laughs> the first, what was it? Set, seven to eight laps. We're just sliding all over the track. It was that it was, bad? <laughs> yeah, it was really bad, wow. but um, it was like, it felt, it felt like it rained, and um, because we had that, I mean, we had all of that rubber from the weekend, from yeah. the week before, or the weekend, and it didn't really feel like it helped much because it rained overnight and it rained at like at that last session on okay. Sunday, because yeah. and um, it just had felt like a completely new track before we starting to get back into that rhythm in the second and third session, Man. but it was like. It was really rough. <laughs>
0: hey, I'll ask you the same question before we move move to our focus on to, to Road America. I'll ask you the same question that Philip asked. Uh, driver's thoughts on potential championship contenders. Obviously, you're with Cape Motorsports. You know you have the ability. You know, you've run international-level carding. You have a, the skill to be able to get the job done. Where do you look in terms of, of championship contenders? Because I will, when I look at that USF 2000 lineup, man, there are karting champions, Formula Ford champions. Like It's a stout field this
2: year. So, from what I see from first glance, I know Eduardo was fast from the tests that we've done prior. So, I'm Eduardo is definitely going to be a driver to look out for. Christian Brooks, Christian Rasmussen, they're all going to be up there. And then uh, I would say look out for Josh Green. I've been racing with him for a while, and we've been pushing each other more and more. And he would he's definitely going to be running up there, as well as Reese Gold, who is also my teammate. That's it. Um, but, uh, and then Yuvin, Yuvan Sundra murthy he was also... I think he's shown some talent and shown some speed. So I'd definitely be looking out for him too.
0: There it is. You and Josh Green, a couple of New Yorkers getting ready to get in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, stay right. Let's go back to you and let's talk about Road America. We are, uh, what is it? It's Wednesday. Yeah. I'm on a plane in a week, which is amazing. It's it's surreal actually that I'm actually going to be leaving my house for I don't know how long. This <laughs> I have 11 straight races to do uh, after we uh, we get to, to mid-Ohio for the, for the second round there. Uh, Road America. All uh, right do you like the race track? Uh, is it a, how do you not like it, but how excited do <laughs> you to get there? What are your thoughts on going to that track?
1: Uh, well, based off of last year, I know it's a strong track for us. I finished second in both days in qualifying yeah. and I almost stole the pole, but unfortunately Rasmus decided that he wanted it a little bit more than me. A couple of <laughs> hundreds, I think is what That's it was it. from me to him last year. So I'm confident going into road America. It's one of those tracks. I really enjoy um long high speed straightaways i think that last year there our top speed was around 175 180 and so for us the indy pro 2000 that's clipping along pretty good i know that sixth gear in the draft i was following parker thompson and i was bouncing off the rev limiter halfway down the straightaway it's like the car can't go any faster yeah that's amazing i needed another two gears and i would have been good but no it's a really fun track it's something that i think that uh it's very unique with it being four miles long you know, there's not another track out there really that I can think of that has that same kind of intensity for that long of a lap.
0: Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Now, uh, based on last year, did, did you come in with lots of confidence? You know, obviously the test was good, strong for you. You had, you had some really good runs there. You capped the test off strong. Do you cut? Maybe the question is how, how do you temper the confidence? You have confidence coming in, but you don't want to be over overconfident, right?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I've heard the the story a few times lately that there's two kinds of men in the world those that are humble or about to be. So okay. I'm definitely going to stay humble through it all. So I like that. I don't have to be humbled, but yeah, I think that R- Road America is going to be good for us. I'm excited to be starting there. I think it's a good track for us to start on. And usually racing is pretty good. Um, the fields spread out a little bit over the course of a race, but the drafting makes it a little bit more interesting. Passes seem to get a little hairier. It does. Um, high speed straightaways. So.
0: Is there a particular race that uh, was able that we were able to get keep on the schedule that you're looking forward to this year?
1: Yeah, all of them, all the ones (laughs) that we were being able to keep. (laughs) (laughs) I really like the last two of the year, or well, I guess the second and third last ones of the year. Uh, Portland Portland and Laguna. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, Portland's like my home race. So, if we can get fans there, that is definitely one of my favorite events because it's my friends and family that are all there supporting me. I mean, last year we had 250 plus people you know, standing in the paddock with us. So yeah. that was pretty cool.
0: Now I would have to believe that you think that Laguna Seca probably owes you one as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I got one coming there. So <laughs> I, I hopefully it'll be this year.
0: All right, let's go down, Michael. Uh, let's talk about, uh, we'll cap off the show with road America. What are your thoughts? Uh, getting ready to get started with your for- first full season. We teased you at St. Petersburg. You got one session before they kicked us out of the paddock. We're going to road America. What are your thoughts on going to that track as well? That's that, that's, a you know, that's in Pat's backyard. Cape Motorsports has always been good there as well.
2: So, I love Road America. It's one of my favorite tracks that we've raced at. And two years ago, I definitely—that's where I definitely showed my speed um, for the first time in that series. Yeah, you did. And did
0: you finished fourth?
2: I think I got a fifth. I was fifth? fourth in. I was fourth in one of the qualifying. Yeah, you had a good run qualifying. there. That's right. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was really good, especially with Bennick when it was a entry entry team first year. I knew. Yeah. And um, but I love the track and. I can't wait to go down. Da- I can't wait to go back. Um, I think I'm this year. I'm going to be very competitive. Maybe top three, top two, and then um, I mean, obviously that's what I would hope. I mean,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's it.
2: Right? top one. But uh, I mean, top one would be amazing. But I mean, you always <laughs> shoot for the stars, and obviously we have competitors, like I said before. But I'm really, I'm really excited. So the competition is going to be great. We have four extremely long straightaways. Is it four? Yeah. No. Yeah. Three, three extremely Probably long ones. Probably three, drivers. three long ones, yeah. <laughs> um, But I'm super excited, and I think the racing is going to be awesome. And, I mean, there's nothing really else I could say, just me being super excited to get back in there, in the seat for Road America for next week.
0: Well, once we do it, guys, it's going to be nonstop. We're essentially, you know, racing <laughs> almost like every other weekend, every weekend. It's going to be pretty crazy all the way through to, to, uh, to St. Petersburg. Here's my final question. We'll cap off this edition of the Insider Live. So, uh, St. Petersburg, street race, season finale. What do you think about that, Stingray? I think both of you guys are going to be in the championship hunt when we get to the street race. What do you think about wrapping it up on, on the, at the Concrete
1: Canyon? I think it will be a little bit more interesting. <laughs> I think that I don't have to knock the rust off on a street course this year, so that will be more enjoyable. Yeah. You know, Usually it's the first race of the year. It's kind of sketchy when you go yeah, in yeah, and turn one it? there. Yeah. So yeah. now I think everyone's going to be a little bit – well, actually, maybe not. Maybe it'll be even worse because people are pushing for the championship. That's a possibility
0: too. That's the other side of it, right? Yeah.
1: Who knows? So <laughs> and I think it'll be during hurricane season. So it's a little rainy. I don't think I've I've seen a rain race there at St. Pete before. So
0: what would it be like if we had the finale, the second race at St. Petersburg for the championship in the wet?
1: Oh my goodness. I can't <laughs> even imagine that. That sounds so sketchy, but Doesn't it sounds fun. sketchy.
0: You be yeah. guys would be hanging it out just to try to get that championship. For oh, sure. that Michael, what about you, Saint Petersburg?
2: I mean, in the rain, I think that sounds kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> he likes it. He's in. But um oh, boy, I think it go could go either way because I know the and when it's the first race of the season, everyone's getting the dust off. But now that's the last one. Everyone has like if you're second, sitting second or third in the championship, you're definitely gonna be pushing for that top spot. Yeah, and for yeah. those teams that and those drivers that are sitting at the top spot. And are really going to be taking it kind of, kind of, uh, what do you call it, conservatively, because so. they, yeah. if, if they end up in the wall or something, that could end their championship. Um, because it, of course it's a street race, and I think it's just going to be one one awesome weekend. And I think that it's just going to be for anyone that's close in the championship, it's going to be crazy because you have all these drivers that are going to end up. Pushing for that top spot, and I don't know if that's going to end up in some madness or if some really good great racing.
0: Here's my last question. I i, I, better, I better get the right answer. Am I talking to the to the two 2020 champions here right now? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> voice. All right, guys, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it.
2: Thank All you. Right. Thank Let's you. Guys.
0: rob Enjoy. these guys here. I'm telling you. Uh, let me get the right. Uh, let me go with this one here. Uh, that's amazing, right? These uh, two tremendous young drivers, young American drivers. I'm super excited to see Michael D'Orlando get a chance to do a full season with Cape Motorsports. And of course, Stingray Rob has stayed focused on Indy Pro 2000. So close to a couple of victories last year. I really wish he would have been able to get that one done. You know what's going to happen this year. He's going to be in a championship battle for sure. Tremendous young man. Both these guys are, are tremendous young men and I look forward to seeing what they're able to do. As always here with The Insider, we did with the new one. I, I shouldn't say as always because it's only the second episode. Uh, I will immediately take this. We'll get it up on YouTube as well. You can also um, – uh, I'll turn it to a, a podcast as well, uh, roaddndinsider.podbean.com. That will allow you to uh, listen to the, uh, to the podcast. Uh, make sure as well uh, that you um, – uh that you subscribe to the pop to, to itunes uh to the to the, the podcast as well make sure you subscribe to my youtube channel as well we really appreciate it folks thank you so much for joining us uh, i'm glad you did uh it's been uh it's been fun i'm get- just kind of getting in a groove of these things i'm looking forward to doing it, doing it all year we'll do this as well for the post-race breakdown shows we'll get some of the winners to come on with us as well but it'll all be live here on the facebook page as well thank you so much for joining us folks take care of yourself and book it